Richie, I'm going to send you a text. Mm-hmm. It's a Soviet joke. And okay. I would like you to read it out. In a Russian accent or just as me? Oh, well, whatever your heart tells you. A judge walks out of his chambers laughing his head off. A colleague approaches him and asks why he is laughing. I just heard the funniest joke in the world. Well, go and tell me, says the other judge. I can't. I gave someone ten years for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Wait, wait, wait. 95% of comedy is timing, so... (laughs) Wait, wait, hang on. Makes all the difference. (laughs) Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. Today we have a very special guest on a very special podcast. Hi. Tell us who you are, comrade. I'm Alhazred. Welcome back, Alhazred. Yay! We've had you on on a couple of podcasts before about Legacy of Cain and Soul Reaver. And could you remind us again about your social media and where people can find you? I am on Twitter at TC underscore Alhazred. I am on Twitch and YouTube at Alhazred's Gaming Goo, no spaces. And that's about it. And the footage that we'll use for this podcast at some point is going to be from your channel, actually. Yay! Woo! And today we're talking about Singularity, its development, as well as the previous ideas it had, as well as the endings. Yay! Singularity is a first-person shooter where you play as a Marine named Nate Renko, who goes on a mission to check out a weird thing happening on this old Russian gulag island. (laughs) <laughs> and when his helicopter gets there, it crashes because there's a giant flash of light, and then time travel shenanigans start happening, and the rest of the game becomes about trying to restore the timeline to the way it's supposed to be, because in the altered timeline, the rule, the world is ruled by a horrible dictatorship from the Russian scientist who invented some time travel stuff. That's pretty much it. The entire game will like go back and forth trying to fix the mistakes that, turns out, Ultimately, we're actually responsible. Also, it's probably worth noting that stylistically, it it heavily apes from Half-Life and Bioshock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In a good way. It's a it's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't, I would say it rips off, but, but you know, <laughs> it apes from it. It homages. Yeah, yeah. It's like Tara Banks says, steal from the best and make it your own. And now we have a half-hour conversation about how there are no original ideas. <laughs> Um, thank you. So, Alhazred, you gave us some trailers to watch. Yeah, the, the ones from the original alternate reality game. Okay, there's there's six links on the first page. Which one are we watching? Oh, the very first one, reveal trailer. Well, we actually watched it beforehand, Richie. We actually prepared. I wouldn't mind watching them again because I watched them immediately when I updated the document and haven't since, so I really don't remember them very well either. No, no, Alhazred, just go, yes, exactly, we prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Richie, it's nothing to this conversation. How does that feel, Richie? Yeah, but you're mocking me with things that I don't say. You're mocking me with things that people in the comments say about you. And I I defend you. So, 
You're just betraying me at this point. I need to pay more attention to the comments, because I didn't know that happened. Top ten anime betrayals. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, let's all watch the first trailer. I am ready. Three, two, Two, one. one. Reborn! Whoa, this trailer is so cool! Does Russian have a backwards G in it? Backwards G? I think, are they just turning letters backwards at random to make it look Russian? (laughs) 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 So, Richie, now that you saw the trailer Mm. and we're all on the same page, what did you think? You could see, because, like, I've never played this. I watched a playthrough of it. You watched me play, yeah, so yeah, and you yeah. So you can yeah. you can see obviously the connective tissue, but it, the premise seems very different. The um, the like experimental stealth fighter, and they seem to like go through a weird portal or something at the start, like some rift in time, maybe that happened. And yeah, that we we do see like the the big dome of energy. Yeah, where when it passes yeah. over you, you're in you're in the past, which happens in the final yeah. game. But that weird portal thing is very different from that. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, there's also the extra character who is nowhere mm. in the final games. The guy talking, who um, I couldn't find one of the original gameplay videos. I I desperately wanted to. I'm 99 sure I didn't imagine this, but there was an earlier version of the game where cutscenes actually happened in third person and it wasn't like Half-Life oh, right. where, you never, where you never leave the player character's perspective. Um, and there was this extra character with Barisov who, who sounded like that. And I think the implication is that he actually stuck the TMD on Renko's arm while he was unconscious after crashing. Right, right. Yeah, that would make sense. And he's almost like the, I think it was Atlas character in Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, he could have been. I think... There is there is a piece of concept art that I think was this character that you see in the end credits, um, which I think I forgot to take a screenshot of actually, but it's on my um, my vod goes through the entire end credits and you can actually hear me say, "Oh, I think that's that character they thought when the concept art comes out." Okay, do you guys want to watch the second trailer? Certainly. Okay, this one is good. It's a deep one. I like this one. No real plot in the yeah, this one's probably favorite. the best made one. I am ready. <laughs> Okay, Richie. Okay, yep. Okay, three, Three, two, two, one, one, reborn! You know what? I need this device so that when I break glasses, I don't have to drink out of a sippy cup. It's true. This vodka is the content inappropriate for children. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i like this trailer a lot it's it's very good performance good music Rinko is also still wearing the flight suit from the plane too so it must have been made pretty yeah. early mm-hmm. it actually just reminded me of a different game and i started thinking about that instead <laughs> yeah what game uh it's called valley it's like a sort of oh, high concept on my wish list forever, yeah and i've never actually yeah first it. person platformer where the the central gameplay mechanic is you have a gauntlet that, like, sucks life out of things, but also puts life back. So yeah. you can, like, suck the life out of, like, a deer and use it to make a tree grow and stuff like that. 
Oh, that's really neat. That's essentially singularity. Almost shades of uh, Deracine, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Deracine. Deracine. <laughs> okay, so I just Googled Valley. It looks really good. Wow. Maybe I'll pick it up when it goes on sale next month. It's a Steam sale day. Is it new again. or old? It's like four years old, I think. Okay. Four or five. Not yeah, not super old, but late last gen. Oh! If it's on PS now, maybe. No, it's on PS4. Oh, is it really? Yeah, but I... Oh, oh it's not on PS3. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a PS4 okay, thing. Ew! Yeah. Okay. I think it is. Why did I think four years ago was last gen? Oh my god. Oh no! <laughs> Which timeline are you from, comrade? <laughs> the one from the first episode of Sliders. <laughs> and from the horrible dystopian timeline that's this one. <laughs> oh, shade. Okay. Is there anything else to say about this trailer? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is more of a I... big net, so there's not really that much like me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know enough about Singularity to comment on the trailer. Oh my god, stop saying that, Rich, you do know enough. There's not that much to the finished game. I love it, but it's pretty simple. Alright, so let's watch the third trailer. Okay. This is the E3 trailer, so it will be hype. Yeah. And I'm ready. Hype E3 trailer. Yeah. 2008. Woo! 2008, 111 views in <laughs> over a decade. Oh one my thumb God. up, one thumb down. People and this is this, this is a channel this is a channel from an Alpha Protocol fan, which is a game that falls even more into that niche did not get a fair shake category. Oh shit, we need to do Alpha Protocol. I would I would love to do Alpha Protocol. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now you're ready? speaking my language. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Reborn. Big, um, big Philadelphia experiment energy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Sin, do you know what the Philadelphia experiment is? I try to laugh it off as if I know, but you know I don't. Yeah, because I, I can tell that that's the <laughs> laugh you make when you politely want to keep a conversation going. <laughs> yeah, so tell me, what is it? I think it, you might be interested in doing it if you want to expand the cryptid podcast into just, like, mysteries. I want to do the Philadelphia experiment? Well, it wasn't. It, it was a thing. You don't do it. <laughs> no, no. You said that I could do it. Yeah, I mean, if, I am in research. Let's do it. That's true. Okay, so you'll need you'll need a boat and some experimental cloaking technology. I can get that. Okay, yeah. So you just want to make sure that everyone signs a waiver saying that if they're sucked into another dimension or fused to the hull of the ship, mm -hmm. that's okay, and you're fine. <laughs> Are the Australian ethics a little more laxed? Because if so, we can totally do it in Australia. Um, I don't know. I never had to get ethics approval for anything I've done, but we can we can see. I mean, the person who suffered the most from my research is me. So, <laughs> so so being fused into the hull of the ship would be a mercy, is what you're saying? I was essentially Aww. fused to my chair for several years. So. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, Akira. Oh, oh, that's me trying to do the Akira soundtrack. <laughs>
All right. So um, tell me about this experiment. Well, it's one of those things that it likely didn't happen. It's just one of those, like, what? oh, God, it's just one of those stories, like, hey, did you know about this secret government experiment? And it's, like, a mixture of, like, some wartime thing that they would not have told anyone about because there was a war on and they didn't want their plans leaking. And um, okay. just then, like, mythologizing, kind of like Area 51. Yeah. Yeah, it's this this old conspiracy theory that the US government were trying to figure out how to make warships invisible, like, literally invisible. So they performed mm -hmm. an experiment on a ship in Philadelphia and, like, there were people on it and they, like, either ended up stuck in another dimension or they were, like, fusing and phasing in and out of reality or they got, like, fused to the hull of the ship or something like that. And it, like, blinked out of existence. But did they make them invisible? No, because it didn't happen. <laughs> but wait a minute. Maybe you think it didn't happen because yeah. those ships are invisible now. That's true. That's true. Oh, you never know. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what did you think of the E3 trailer, Richie? I just said that. That's how we started talking about the <laughs> Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> okay. What about your husband? Uh, I agree with JSF. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Now, therefore, more videos released by a secret organization called Mir 12. Mm. Mm hmm. All right, let's watch them. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, these are good. Okay, three. Three. Two. two one. One. Game on. on. So the four videos all hazard sent us to watch, they sort of add additional information to the game that wasn't really in the game. Yeah, there's a lot of backstory and characters there. It, it's also the thing is it's also not really compatible with with the final version of the plot because we can see Mir Twelve existing in the normal timeline. And uh, there's a lot of thing going on with Katarga that didn't really happen in the game. Um, what does this Russian word mean that showed up twice? Opasnost. It's like danger. Oh, okay. Was he trying to? What was the character trying to pronounce that as though it were English? When 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 he yeah, he okay. calls it like beautiful on a Chota beach. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. what was happening. What? Kind of funny. What <laughs> in the video when he looks, he sees the sign. So here we are on on a oh! beach. Except, uh, That's so cute. Uh, two minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, it's like yeah, danger, whatever. <laughs> So yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, if this is presented as some sort of other alternate reality that, you know, didn't happen in game, but may have happened in one of the loops, then right. these videos are totally valid. I, I was just going to say that, yeah, it's entirely possible that it was like a version of what happened since we do get the, the major hints that that um, there's a Groundhog Day loop going on. Yeah. That could very well have just gone like very differently with some different alteration. Um, in one of the videos, the scientist talks to you, and he's talking about the E99 and stuff like that. 
And uh, that's actually a person who actually speaks Russian. So that uh, that was interesting. So the one person in the development team who had any idea how to speak or write Russian. <laughs> for, some reason, for some reason, they didn't have to the write the backwards the and you'll talk like this and sick comrade. Okay, that's our research. <laughs> Ship it. Well, as, as we'll get to later, we have excuses for that. Yeah. But I use the word excuse very deliberately. Yeah. But an interesting thing is in one of the videos, um, there's a poster behind him, right? With the periodic table of elements or whatever. Yeah. But I was looking at it and they almost got it. It said like, like in Russian, you call it like periodicheske sistema, chemicheske filamentov or whatever. They got the first word, like periodicheske. And then the second word, system, sistema, it's like they tried to get it right. But basically, the way they spelt it, they put random letters in it, so it sounded like system <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, like, it's a simple copy-paste. I don't understand. But it was still better than what we see in the final game, yeah. where they called the periodic table of elements a dinner table. I think you actually mentioned that while you were streaming, too, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was pretty early on. <laughs> I want to, oh god, why didn't I, I, did, I wish I thought of this while I was actually playing the game, I could have um, pulled up the real-time Google Translate app on my phone and like pointed it at all the, all the bad oh rest in the game to see what it would spit out, I wish I thought. That's beautiful. That video kind of reminded me of like, sourcing old Bloodborne versions and stuff, where it's like, this appeared on eBay for one day and the auction was mysteriously cancelled. <laughs> then we received an unmarked envelope containing a disc, which is like... <laughs> if you imagine a much, much nerdier and less intense version of that, that's kind of what it's like. So, let's talk about the cut original ideas. Can you tell us about them, Alhazred? So, the, from all the trailers and stuff, we can kind of glean that the, the storyline was going to be more like, oh, time is collapsing and the world is going to end because of it, instead of trying to fix the past being altered. And you can, like, one of the bigger hints is, like, they take care in the trailers to, like, define singularity as the part of a black hole that kills you, should you, you know, kills you in, like, most horrible way imaginable, should you get too close to it, things like that. Whereas, um, in the final game, it's just, this is a this is a very, very advanced source of renewable energy in the singularity. It's just the giant thing of energy you see in the sky above the reactor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it might have been even in the, uh, I think it was in that first reveal trailer where the tagline was even like, time is your weapon, time is your enemy, time is collapsing. So like, mm -hmm. I kind of said it kind of kind of blatantly there. And now this makes me really wish I could find that old gameplay video even more now, because I'm pretty sure the third-person cutscene they, cut they showed had a lot of dialogue pointing to that, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And can you tell us about Mir-12? Uh, we don't know much about what they were going to be in the um, original plot, aside from what we can see how in the ARG they're like the, the weird conspiracy theorists who are trying to get the truth out there, and most people probably think they're pranks, because... You know, in the real world, that's what most conspiracy theorists are. Um, but they definitely, you know, we can tell they definitely existed in the original version, but they weren't the, they weren't the um, resistance cell against the, the horrible Russian dictatorship that had conquered the world because that part hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. Cool, thank you. And another difference is what we mentioned before is the way the game starts. And we can clearly see in the trailer that it's different. Yeah, with the uh, Renko getting there alone in the stealth plane. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he seemed to have some sort of a mission and objective as opposed to in the final game. I think in the dialogue in the final game, you actually, they are, they are actually like chattering about, oh, they think something's going on here. And like the actual Marines don't think it's anything major. It's just like some stupid drill or something, some non-event that everyone's overreacting to until the giant dome of light appears and knocks the helicopter down. Yeah. Thank you. So let's talk about the trouble development. Well, for starters, the game was published by Activision. Wow! <laughs> it really, it really is amazing. I remember news outlets saying this at the time that it was actually amazing that like this that Activision was actually like publishing this new IP because this wasn't very long after. Um, uh, I don't remember if it was Activision's PR or if it was Bobby Kotick himself who like actually said publicly, "Oh, we're only interested in in things that can turn into yearly exploitable franchises." Like they originally had the Ghostbusters game, and they they sold that off to somebody else because they didn't they didn't see sequel potential in it. And yeah, we talked about uh, their trouble development a bit in the previous podcast as well, where they almost got canceled and got like about thirty seconds to finish slash redo the game. Yeah, that that might be why itself why the plot changed because they had to make it simpler to get all the scripting done, like the not not literal script, the in game like event scripting. Like they couldn't make more complex events happen than the time they had. And I also remember them saying they wanted to do, they wanted to have the TMD be more useful, but they just didn't have the time or budget to make it do right. more with the environment, so it's limited to just, like, clearly labeled things that it can affect. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty great, though. There's not many shooters where you can just make your enemies cover disappear so you can shoot them easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And Alhazret, you have some interesting ideas about the game that you could share with us. So there was the um, there's the idea about who Catherine is, and my idea for that was that she might be Barisov's granddaughter, um, because he mm-hmm. does have a family. When you first meet him in the tower, he's got like a whole bunch of memorabilia from his his life, and he's got like unsent letters written to someone he was related to. Um, and so since, since, since this is like pure speculation because he's like really old by then, it, it made more sense to think maybe she's his granddaughter. Um, of course, she also has an English accent, so it doesn't really entirely fit. Like, that's not impossible, but... Yeah, uh, we talked in the past about her, and uh, we talked about the possibility of her being his daughter. And I kind of thought that's a little bit impossible in the context of the finished game. But if she's his granddaughter, that is actually kind of possible. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. And that could kind of make sense within the context of the game. Hmm. Um, and you also talked about the graffiti. Oh, yeah, yeah, the E99 graffiti, which is probably the most interesting thing about the game. So throughout the game, you find messages scrawled in... Um, in, in ink made out of E99, or maybe just like E99 powder on various walls, which means it has to be meant for you because Renko is the only one with the TMD, so he can um, revert the ink back to a time before it was faded and actually read it. The game never tells us who left the messages, but the obvious implication is that Renko left the messages himself in a previous version of trying to fix things. Um, and there's they they do a lot of hinting that this isn't going to go right because you get messages that say trust Barisov and then Barisov has it wrong. And then there's one that says, don't trust the girl. And that's crossed out. Don't trust Barisov. And that's crossed out. And then don't trust me with an exclamation. Yeah. 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 A lot of messages contradicting each other. 
one that says one says mere twelve is wrong with wrong underlined for emphasis, and and that that one actually that 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 specific one actually does have a payoff in the stinger. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you find out that the book they got their information from was written by Catherine because she got stranded in the fifties. Yeah, but then it's not wrong. Well, it's not wrong, but she didn't have all the information because she gets stranded in the fifties before the plot um, gets to the end. So she doesn't know the uh, yeah. the big twist at the what end. But if you want to, yeah. yeah. So that information doesn't make it into the book, and therefore it doesn't make it to Mere Twelve. I wouldn't even call it a book. I would call it a very thin journal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was already a book that she scribbled over in. So, like written in blood. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's literally bleeding on it while she writes it too. Yeah, yeah. Another another one of the interesting ones is the really convoluted flowchart, which I wouldn't even know how to begin to describe, and is the main reason I decided to take screenshots of all of them. <laughs> and it's also so big, I had to take multiple screenshots to get it all. It also has a backwards R right next to a normal R. Whoa! <laughs> it just oh, yeah, sin, sin. <laughs> yeah. sin, I've made I've made a better Russian danger sign. That oh, no. I think would have been more accurate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, I'll show you a hazard. Well, that's why he's been so quiet the last ten minutes. That must have taken a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, this took, this took ten you, minutes. You had to look up the translation. Yeah, yeah. You had to find a font to get all those Russian letters in there. Yep. Still did more research than the Singularity team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Thank you. And you also wanted to mention a pulse mechanic or something? Oh, yeah. The, the pathfinding mechanic is called the chrono pulse, which is like you let out a little pulse from the TMD and it shows you, instead of just like drawing a line to where you're supposed to go, it shows you footprints. So the implication is that they're actually your own footprints, either from the previous iteration of the loop or from where you're about to go. Oh. Whoa. But yeah, that, that, was def that was definitely a very nice touch they put in. Yeah. The game has a lot of little details, which are very cute. Mm. Okay. Thank you. So in the outline, you put some notes, and one of them is, why does using time reversal on enemies turn them into blobs and not children? Yeah, to, to the extent the game was discussed when it was released, that was a question that a lot of people have, and I, I figured that... Um, it's it's like an Osiris and Ocelot situation where the devs just didn't want to go there. Because, mm -hmm. like, the best case yeah. scenario is you're leaving a baby alone in this abandoned, horrible place where they're just going to die of exposure in hours. Yeah. And the worst case scenario is you're going to shoot the baby. It's kind of like the original Prey, which almost had children, possessed children attacking you, but they changed them to less meant to be ghosts. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can also, there's also, um, there are actually justifications for that in the game because some of the notes you can find about the E99 experiments actually has the scientists taking notes about how they've actually tried to de-age people already, and, and they were very surprised when this happened, and they haven't figured out why it works like this yet themselves. And there's the um, another explanation someone came up with, is that you might just be reverting them to a fetal state, but without violating conservation of mass. mass. Right, yeah. 
And you have a note here about Demichev. Yeah, there's a lot of um, little details about Demichev. Like, his gun is not a fancy E99 weapon like all the guns you get. He, he carries this giant revolver, but it's not the E99 revolver he gets. It's like a normal revolver. It always, it always amused me because it's a, it actually, it actually like, makes sense mechanically because the revolver in this game is the worst revolver in a first-person shooter ever. <laughs> Even if you fully upgrade it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. Oh. Like playing playing the game from like beginning to end with just the revolver would be like a self imposed challenge a speedrunner would do because it's just, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, um, and I also I also always like that Demichev is the rare villain in a time travel story who remembers time travel as possible. So like he's never you never get like the the weird the, or the the boring obligatory scenes where you have to watch him wonder how certain things are happening. And there's the really the, my favorite line in the game is when. Uh, when Devlin is demanding to speak to someone from the American embassy, and he just says, you'll, you'll find that impossible for a number of reasons. Like, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't bat an eye at somebody asking to see someone from the American embassy because he knows exactly yeah. why someone would say that. Yeah. Aww. And here you say Devlin is a red herring? This, this is something I've gotten shit for, again, to the extent <laughs> that this game ever has been discussed. But... Um, Renko is a silent protagonist until the very end of the game where he has one spoken line, and he and Devlin have the same voice actor, and the same voice actor is Nolan North, who could not disguise his voice as being unrecognizably himself if you paid him a million dollars. <laughs> so there is that moment where I, I, I significantly outsmarted myself the first time I played this game, because when you're saving Demichev in the beginning, you can hear the future version of Renko yell at you, stop, don't let him live. And then in case you missed that, the game flashes back to it later when that plot twist is like revealed. I recognized his voice and I thought, oh, that's Nolan North. So that's, was that Devlin? Is something going to happen there? That obviously he's more important than it seems, even though he's already died. And so I went right. through the entire <laughs> game thinking that until it got to the end, and they thought, oh no, it's just Nolan North doing two characters. <laughs> and it's kind of great, because even if you think it's Nolan North doing two characters, that guess would be correct, but you're still, it, it, it's still going to lead you to mm. make incorrect assumptions. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not really enough information to actually figure out what's really going on until the game tells you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And you have a note here about Tranko's name. So, it's a Russian name, apparently, so I've read. Maybe Sim can confirm that. It sounds Slav. Let me Google it. Tranko Slavic <laughs> name. Anyway, it does sound like, yeah. Yeah, so the, the here, here's one of our excuses for um, for the, uh, the backwards R's, which is that if that's a Russian name, then maybe he's Russian-American and he can actually read text. So this is just, it's just like, um, yeah. it, it's just the, game, the game's way of um, getting that idea across, maybe. <laughs> it's like, yes, this is written in Russian, but you're playing a character who can understand it. Right. They could have also used subtitles. Eh, no one got time for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned the production, they might literally have not had time for that. <laughs> probably didn't. I don't think... Do they have subtitles in the game? Uh... Oh, that's a good question. I didn't, don't think it does. Didn't actually. we? Yeah, when we talked about this yeah. the first time, um, it was like specified that the game doesn't even have like subtitle dialogue. Yeah. Options. I remember, so like, I remember nothing, looking for the yeah. option. I remember looking in the option screen for it, and I was like, "Oh wow, this game doesn't have subtitles, huh?" So they literally ran out of time. <laughs> like, no, forget the subtitles. Yeah, because yeah, I remember yeah. I wanted to get the subtitles on for when I took screenshots of the way the the tour guide is altered. 
after you travel back mm-hmm. in time and come back, so I could actually have different dialogue as the subtitles and the screenshot. And then there was no subtitle mm-hmm. option to do that with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do have it voiced in Russian. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody play it oh, nice. with a Russian voiceover. Yeah. Mm. They're probably like, I mean, we have to do that because it would be weird if we didn't. <laughs> That's why there's no money for <laughs> subtitles because they did that. They did that. <laughs> they had to pick one or the other. Yeah, and the other so the other possibility is that um, Renko is also a word for a type of financial graph used in used in businesses in Japan, um, and this type of graph doesn't show <laughs> it doesn't show passage of time. It just shows like financial data, but, but it doesn't have any any time indicators on it. So you know, probably probably not intentional, but it's a fun little thing that. Well, who can say? Yeah, yeah. Who can say? It's a mystery left for us. The, the master Miyazaki would do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this came out the same t- year as Demon Souls, so it could be a reference. <laughs> <laughs> they they homage Demon Souls by having a classic Miyazaki troll moment, <laughs> mm. even though he wasn't known for that yet. Uh, and you talk about the best ending. Yeah, which I don't call the good ending, because the good ending would have been you fix the timeline, but that's actually not possible. Well, they did fix the timeline by making everybody Russian. Do they really, though? Because Devlin doesn't have an accent. I mean, he calls you comrade, so, like, obviously Russia still rules the world, just benevolently now, but... Yeah, so if Russia took over America, Americans would still have American accents. I feel like you guys are looking at it a little too deeply. They yeah, didn't have true. time for subtitles, okay? Yeah, that's that. Thank you. So we also have the um, the implication in the best ending that Renko actually remembers what's happened because he seems to remember having the TMD on his wrist, even though it's not there anymore. And that's a pretty um, common plot device in time travel stories where whoever is at the center of the time travel shenanigans, their memory will be immune to the alterations in the timeline so they know something is up, which which is what allows them to go on the quest to fix it, because if they didn't remember, they wouldn't know something was fixing. Um, and that is actually kind of backed up in-game, because one of the graffitis... Uh, one of them, it's, it's the one after you come back from charging the E-99 bomb in the cooker, and then in the present it's now destroyed because you made it explode. There's a new piece of graffiti that says, again, you've all passed, again, the world has changed, again, only we know it. Mm-hmm. And there's also an implicit example of um, that happening earlier on, because when you first meet Catherine, Barisov is still dead because you haven't gone back in time and saved him yet. And then when you come back after saving Barisov, he's still alive, and he and Catherine are talking like they've known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Would you like to tell us about the singularity endings? Sure. So there's a setup that all three of them have, which is that you've you've charged the E-99 bomb and you take it back in time to destroy the reactor. And you do that, and there's a funny moment where the technicians in the reactor in the past are panicking because they see what the bomb is, and then you just go back. <laughs> yeah. They try to run away, but it's like, like they're like, get out, get out! But it's like, okay, one of these things took out literally the entire eastern seaboard of the United States. Running is not yeah. going to help, since it's, it's 10 yeah. feet away at the start. <laughs> I mean, maybe hide behind something, but that probably also is not going to, like, you know, it's, it's, no. it's, 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 you've got some, like, killing of the first flame shockwaves going on here. Yeah. Um, I like how Brand could just walks in, puts the bomb down, walks out, like, bye, peace. That's kind of, one of the funny things about a silent protagonist, you, you always assume they're very, like, 
deadpan about everything. <laughs> um, so that happens, and then when you come back, it's still there, and Demetrev is holding Beresov at gunpoint, and Demetrev explains that you've you and Beresov have been making this really bad assumption the entire time that the singularity is is the thing upon which the timeline has been altered, but it's not, because all Demetrev had to do was rebuild it in the intervening decades since you destroyed the original one. And there right, is... Yeah. Um, they, they did pay attention to detail here because when you come back from this, from leaving the bomb, the um, the room looks different now. So it's clearly the new one that, that's been rebuilt afterward, mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Beresov realizes that what really has to happen is that you have to stop yourself from saving Demichev in the past because that is the thing that changed that everything else cascades from. Um, and then Demichev laughs at you and says... And says, well, yeah, but that won't work because you've already tried. And this is where the game gives you the flashbacks to all the graffiti that, um, yeah. been, you know, telling basically at this right, point, yeah. not telling you you've already tried because you have tried to do that and it hasn't worked. So the new idea Barisov comes up with comes up with is go back in time and just kill yourself so you can't save him instead of trying to make sure he just doesn't die and doesn't live. So the the best ending is you agree with Barisov on that. You shoot Demichev. And you go back in time and you kill yourself while the past Renko is trying to run Demichev out of the fire. And this does not restore the timeline because Beresov survives like he was supposed to. But um, even though you changed the past, it, it suggested that you left the TMD behind. So he found the TMD before he would have invented it, which means that he made progress on the project before the government would have shut him down. Because without Demichev in the original timeline, the government shut down the project and only Beresov in control of it. And you couldn't convince them to keep it going. So with, with Beresov in charge, the original timeline doesn't um, isn't restored because he successfully makes clean energy with E99 and um, presumably becomes a benevolent dictator with it because the 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 big sickle in the ocean is now changed to be a giant statue of Beresov, and Devlin actually says that he really likes it, so apparently he's popular and at least has publicity. Yeah, I'm just like getting a headache trying to figure out how much of this is predestined and how much isn't because it's like there's alternate futures but also you can see your future self which implies it's predestined yeah a lot a lot of people hated this ending because you can't just try to shoot demichev while renko is carrying him and i think that's why there's that line of dialogue where demichev actually says you've already tried to do that and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. true of course, we don't know how it doesn't work, because it's, it's pretty hard to make a bullet flying through the air not work, but hey. <laughs> also, Demichev does survive getting shot in the face and falling out a window afterwards, so he is kind of... He is kind of durable. <laughs> uh, there's also... There's also always been question about, like, how much... How much of, like, a true believer Barisov is, because if when, when you find, like, the videos where he's giving his reports about progress in the project, he's always very very um, gung-ho about communism. Um, but on the other hand, he could very well have not actually felt that way, and he would have, given that working environment, he would have had to pretend to anyway. Yeah. Without getting Gulag himself. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of tend to think he is, because since the ending does imply that the world is a good place, and solving scarcity is something you would need to actually make communism work. Hmm. Okay. Tell us about the other endings. So uh, the second ending is Demichev offers to make you his right-hand man if you work with him instead. So you can shoot Beresov instead of shooting Demichev. 
and you'll uh, and Renko goes on to lead Demetrius military, just crushing whatever resistance is left of is, is left against him, including Mir Twelve. But they eventually grow apart because Renko just keeps the TMD the entire time, so it's really easy for him to gain support and gain power. And so the um, the the result of this is that um, the world ironically descends into a cold war between superpowers again. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the third ending is you can actually kill them both. It's, it's probably worth actually saying out loud that in, in the second and third endings, you don't, you don't even try to fix the timeline. You just go on in, in this altered timeline. Mm-hmm. And so in, in the third ending, you actually just say hell of it and kill both of them. And um, once Demachev is dead, his dictatorship collapses. Russia splits into warring factions, everyone trying to gain their own power. The rest of the world starts revolting and throwing off the, Rus- the, throwing off the Russians. Mir 12 starts growing. Um, the major problem is that since there's no one left who understands E99, there's no one to maintain the reactor, and it eventually destabilizes and explodes and takes out this... The, the map is, like, utterly ridiculous. It takes out this huge chunk of Russia, and the explosion reaches as far as Alaska and, like, singes the coast of Alaska, and and the, uh, the monsters from the island somehow survive and, like, rampage across mainland China. And it's like, okay, if the explosion is that big, it's probably an extinction-level event. Yeah, I mean, they, they do say E ninety nine is radioactive a lot too, so probably there's going to be yeah. a lot of that spreading yeah. out as well. Yeah, and there is there is also kind of a joke ending where um, if you wait too long to make a choice, Damage will actually go for his gun and shoot both of you. <laughs> but there's no there's no real ending to that. And regardless of what ending you pick in the stinger, you see um, that Catherine survived being trapped on the boat and it stranded her in 1955. So she. Uh, she ends up writing the journal that Mir 12 later finds and gets all their information from. Which, of course, ties into that one bit of graffiti that says Mir 12 is wrong because she was left in the past before the end of the game when you find out the, the last bit of information. So she can't write that in the book. Because she doesn't know it! That was The Singularity Stuff That Was Deleted and Changed. Because it had a very troubled development, I guess. With Alhazred. Alhazred, do you want to mention your social media again? I'm on Twitter at TC underscore Alhazred, and I'm on Twitch and YouTube at Alhazred's Gaming Goo. No spaces. And what do you usually stream? I am a variety streamer. I don't stream anything specific. I don't have the attention span for that. Uh, <laughs> tune into my stream. As of this recording, you'd probably see me playing Killer Instinct or Warframe. Thank you for coming, Alhazred. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.